You're like me. I'm like that. Huh. All right. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Southern Podcast. I'm ready right now. Sapnin! Sapnin! You are listening to episode 77 of Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and my good friend Morgan Richards, also known mainly to me and a hundred other people, Mo Dick. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards. This is episode 77, and I know oh, secrets no. don't make friends, uh, just, but we've got plenty of them. Yeah. I yeah, I just as I stopped talking and I was like, What happens next? How does this happen? Uh, anyway, yes. Um this week's guest Yeah, do you want to introduce him? You had a bit written, you said. Well, he's one of your favourite people ever. But of course, emo guitar and producing wizard Matt Good is our guest this week. Yes, what a lovely, lovely human being. I was super, super excited, as you could tell from you seeing me over Zoom mm. um, jump, jump in for joy when he came in the chat and then it took us about two minutes to work out how to get his microphone to work but we sorted it all out and we had a great 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 chat we it was did. super good to catch up with him it was super good to find what he's been up to what he's up to in the future we talked everything from past shows to meeting legends the first time he remembers being like shocked by how things are going how well things are going um yeah, he's an individual who's been such a key figure to the alternative rock scene over the last two decades, really. Not only a founding member and visionary for cult classic band from first to last, but he's been at the helm and behind the desk of a whole community of bands, from Sleeping With Sirens to Ask and Alexandra, The World Allied, Memphis Mayfire, and of course, last week's guest, Hiro the Hero. It's mad, isn't it? When you think about it, like his inspiration, Matt's inspiration just runs through like mm. 20 years of bands and m- music and yeah they were like i remember when from first to last f- first came out like people were like oh my god look at these mad a cuts and this music's <laughs> crazy and then and then it go yeah so yeah matt is inspirational through um our scene i guess yeah well when you think about it there's a whole generation of music fans who their lives have been shaped due to matt good's work yeah, they yeah they don't know until this moment here where we tell them. 
Well, so you're welcome, you everyone. Yeah. yeah. And of course, on this episode, we get the exclusive scoop on all things from first to last, including the untold story of their original lineup reunion in 2017 with Sonny, aka Skrillex, uh, the current status of the band, and this heavily rumored new from first to last album. Oh. Mm. And he also gives us an insight into his producing work, how he's seeing his influence and title change over the years, absolutely insane tour stories, and more, including not only the time that Wes Boland from Limbiscuit joined the band, but reminiscing this stint supporting The Blackout, Sean. Yeah, like that's his career highlight. He don't give a shit. He does like it's fine. On that tour, there's a there's a sentence in this in this uh interview where we quote Matt Manning, the former bassist of from first to last, where he says one of the best sentences I've ever heard. It's nearly and I stress nearly as good as when Moose said, You are like me, I'm like that. What a sentence we have coming up. Yes, what a mad sentence, but I'm so excited that we finally got Matt Good uh, on here as a guest that we've really wanted for a long time. I'm so excited for everyone to hear his crazy stories. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and speaking of crazy things, Sean, we get quite crazy on our social media pages. Not really, but it's still a good place to go and follow us. That is the worst segue (laughs) I've ever heard in any history of anything. Oh, speaking of mad stuff, yours with us not any mad stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. Anyway, follow us on our socials on Instagram and Twitter at Sappeninpod at S A P E N I N P O D. That's at S A P E N I N P O D, where we um, take suggestions, we take questions, and uh, yeah, you can find out who the guests are this week and um, yeah, interact, please. Yeah, and mad stuff now apparently. I'd, Sean, it's been it's been seventy seven weeks of us trying to find new ways to get people to follow our Instagram and Twitter. I, it was going to run out eventually, so I'll work on for the rest. But for now, mad stuff. Yeah, I think you should post a, a leaked... We should do a leaked nude of mm. Morgan. Earlier, when you took your headphones off, because I could see you... You can. You had, that lov- you had that lovely wave in your hair. I think the people, the public, need to see that. I think you should do some topless photos. Top... I, I don't think I would do... I, if I was going to do something like that, Sean, I don't think I would just put it out in the open to people. Like, I don't think I would just put it on, on uh, like a social media platform for anyone to check it out. All right, where, where would you put it? Possibly somewhere like patreon.com forward slash sapnin. Oh, nice. Oh, no, then I'd have to see him. I don't mind. Yeah, it was oh. my idea in the first place. Yeah, but if you want to go and check that out, you can get involved with our wonderful community and get involved with every aspect of the podcast. Yes, for as little as a cup of coffee, um, you could show your love and support to us and help make the podcast bigger and better. And... Um, yeah, there's a whole range of different tiers to choose from. And yeah, get involved. They're all great. We've created a community that's amazing uh, and super supportive. And we love them very much. Yeah, honestly, it's the highlight of the things we do with this whole podcast experience. And just getting to interact with everyone is so lovely. You can meet your new best friends. You get rewards from voice messages and stuff. But just being in that group and the positivity they've all had, uh, especially in this wild lockdown experience as, as being a, a lovely one so yes please go and check out uh, patreon.com forward slash sapnin yes so 
Shall we get into this lovely conversation with the extremely wonderful musician that is Matt Good? Keep this in. I saw a look on your face. You started saying X and you went, I don't know how the end of this ends. Sometimes the I open my mouth X. and wait for the sentence to find itself. And it doesn't. And sometimes it's way off. And I love it. I love it. Yeah. For God's sake, let's listen to that where we talked better than we did just now. Okay. Sounds anyway, good. Tidy. Sapnin! Sapnin! Extremely good. <laughs> you maniac. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Sapnin! Sapnin! No, that didn't work. That didn't work. He hasn't bothered. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest this week is one of my favourite people that's ever existed. I was only ever lucky enough to tour with him once. He's a super guitarist, a fantastic vocalist, and somehow even better producer. Ladies and gentlemen, Matthew Good. Yes! And luckily for us, he doesn't produce podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Does that work? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yes. Okay. Morgan, you have to cut yep. that massive gap. No, I want you to leave it. <laughs> well, the massive gap. <laughs> yeah. Have, have you ever, uh, you know, Andy Kaufman, you know, it's like one of those like weird dramatic moments where I'm like, I'm a music producer. There's no audio. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, that was really weird because I got this podcasting mic and I was like, oh, this thing's great. And then I haven't actually tried it yet and it was working, but now it's not. So oh, well, per- perfect uh, time. time to test it out. So thanks for taking the time with us. Yeah, yeah thank you very much. Know. 
I mean, I did technically test it, but it wasn't really the same, <laughs> same vibe. It's okay, guys. You know, we, we all learned something today. <laughs> yeah, that's... um. How are you? How is lockdown treating yeah. you? It's fine. It's, uh, I don't know. It's weird, you know? You go through waves. Like, it started off like, holy shit. It was actually really funny because I was one of the first people in my life circle that actually took it seriously in the sense of like the repercussions. Um, like when it first started happening, I was the one being like, guys, I think this is going to really fuck some stuff up. And they're like, no, it's fine. I'm like, yeah, no, it, it is. And then like, literally like it was either the same day or it was the next day was when we had that crazy thing where everything got canceled on one day, like the NBA and mm. the baseball and you know, how that one day happened. It was just like apocalypse <laughs> of events yeah what have you been doing over this uh over this period um you know like it's well it's actually really funny because uh the way it's worked out for me is at first it was like okay this is kind of weird and then i have a two and a half year old right now who goes to a montessori school i don't know if you have montessori in england but um well, that is, you might uh, it's just a kind of it's a different kind of learning thing it's cool we don't need to talk about that right now though but um uh <laughs> it's really sick and she goes there usually and my wife's in law school and law school they moved everything to this like zoom so sometimes she takes classes over zoom and my two-year-old who was at school all day was no longer in school all day so i became the nanny and <laughs> i became like the pretty much like the full-time caretaker of my daughter for quite a while and that was like a big chunk of it and then she ended up going to your grandma's house and my wife took finals and now that's over so now we're in like this new phase where i have free time again and i'm starting to work again on projects and whatnot so it's, it's been kind of a roller coaster <laughs> yeah sounds <laughs> nice yeah. yeah um yeah last week we had um hyro hyro the hero we did and uh he spoke beautifully about you he loves you and yeah he just so yeah, so this is what that was the idea. Like he mentioned you, and I was like, "Of course, well, how, how have I not reached out? How have I not reached out to Matt?" So then, yeah, I reached out last week. So yeah, thanks for doing this. Um, yeah, we really appreciate course. it. Yeah, how did you come to work with Hyro? Uh, how did I? <laughs> um, it was either from Ben Bruce of asking, or it was through like my management or a lawyer or something like that, but. Yeah, that is. Okay. So what happened was uh, Ben Bruce, like he lives here with me and he was like, oh, Hey, nice. like this guy hire, you should do a song with him. And I, you know, like we should like write it together. And I was like, Oh, that sounds fun. And uh, so we did. And then it came out pretty good. And then it was kind of like a relationship that built from there. And then I just ended up doing his whole record because we just had a really good vibe. We just made that connection on that first day. And it's cool because I think like there's not like tons of rock producers that like a lot of rap and stuff like I do. So, and like, I like kind of merged the two worlds in my styles of how I produce and stuff like that. So I think it just like really specifically applied to him really well. Yeah. And obviously you've been producing for many years now for totally different kind of bands and everything. How do you kind of see that growth and evolution from once you started to now? Can you just see and picture different styles and songs and, and what, how are you going to work on things? Yeah. Yeah. I, it's funny. Like it just depends on like who it is and everything. But a lot of times like you start off 
like trying to cultivate some kind of vision that you're like aspiring towards, you know, um, come bringing to fruition. And, you know, when you talk to the bands about it, you know, you try and get a vibe or, you know, sometimes you just like build that vibe together or sometimes it just organically happens. Every situation is different. I know that sounds like really like wishy-washy, but I think it's like the ability to have the intuition to like understand that and be able to like tangibly pursue what it is that you need to, um, in the best way possible is what makes you a person good at what I do. Okay. Yeah, because we've had a couple of guests, uh, as Sean mentioned, Hyro and Stephen with Siren Song in the past, and really talk about their experience of working with you. And one thing the two of them have said is that you're quite a really hands-on producer in the fact that like, you like to get involved with the songwriting process and just be like almost a part of, of that project or, or that band. Is, is that a fair representation of ha- have how you like to do work? Or, I mean, do you just like to take everything on and just try and make the best record or song or whatever it is you're working on possible? Yeah. No, I, I think that's a fair representation. I, I, yeah, I like to be like in the band when I'm making a <laughs> record and like maybe that's kind of selfish or weird in some ways, but no one's ever really had a problem with this. So <laughs> I think like I was in a band for so long, it's probably just some kind of like, you know, this organic um, thing that I have in me to just want to be like as involved as possible. Because I always was in my own band, you know. It's probably just like all I really know in my heart. Nice, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so, well, speaking of bands, are you? Um, are there any plans for um, more to come from from first to last after after the lockdown, possibly? I don't know, man. People ask me that, and I'm like, yeah, um, maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's funny. Like, it's just like it's so not up to me. It's. I mean. It, someone would probably hear and be like really why not but i mean at the end of the day like sunny is a busy ass guy and i think that because we have decided to reform the band in its original um lineup i really don't see there being any way to go forward now without it being the four of us yeah i just don't think that there's any room left for like a changing of lineup at this point i just think it's too confusing for the fans I really think that like as a story goes like the plot the ending of the story being that we all got back together at the end of it is the right ending yeah so until he's ready to do something i just don't think it can happen and that is honestly and people might think it's bullshit but i really do think that that is in the best interest of the fans of the band i yeah i just don't think they need any more convolution of the ideas or anything like that Hmm. Yeah, that, that's really great to hear because, you know, obviously from first to last has had such a wild kind of history with all the lineup changes and everything in the past. So to see the four of you now back together, being treating it as when you're kind of ready to do stuff, then you'll see what happens. I think a lot of fans can kind of respect that uh, a bit more and it may be excited to see what does come next. Yeah, I would hope so. Because yeah, I just sort of think about it like for a long time, I thought about it like, what do I want? And uh, what do I need, you know, Mm. especially when the band is like your livelihood, it's how you exist, you know, and it's also how you solely define who you are. I'm sure you know that, Sean. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like it's, it's, it's really hard to have objectivity when you're talking about something that you have not only dedicated your whole life to, but also like solely defines you. And, uh, I think when you're able to step away from that point of view, it really, um, 
it really expands the way that you are able to perceive the situation and make decisions. And I just think that now I try to look at it like if I was a fan, what would I want out of this band? And then make the decisions based off of that. Because really, the band existing, for us, it's fun. And that is, it's just, that's it. It's about us having fun. You know, it's like, it's like a luxury to have yeah. the band now. And for yeah. fans, I think it's important to them to have it remain um, in this, like, uh, this light of credibility and just something that, you know, it still means something to them. And I just don't want to, like, dilute the meaning of the band for people. Hmm. But what was that experience of kind of, of getting the original lineup back together for you? Because obviously two years ago, you did release two singles and there was kind of a lot of rumors at that time of, you know, possibly an album dropping or anything like that. But, you know, you all did a few shows and it seemed to be such a you know, celebration of the whole life of the band. What, what was that time like for you? <coughs> I mean, it was, uh, well, for one, I'll just start off by saying it was incredibly unexpected. Um, I don't think I've ever even told anyone this story, but the way that it all started is um, Sonny FaceTimed me at like 1.30 in the morning on his way to Coachella, and I just happened to actually be awake, surprisingly, and I was in my own studio, and he did it because he was listening to like a mix or something, and an old from first last song came on, and he just FaceTimed me and didn't even say anything. He just sang it. And then oh, wow. I think he just hung up. And I was like, yep, that's a pretty sunny thing. Because I hadn't <laughs> talked to him in like six or seven years. So it was wow. like, yeah. Wow. Um, so, yeah, and that was kind of like strange. But then like he followed up like very shortly after and was like, oh, um, what's going on? And like, oh, dude, we should make something. And I was like, I'll send you a demo. And then I sent him the original instrumental of that Make War song. Hmm. And uh, and then, yeah, and he was actually interested. And he came here to play a show. I live in Arizona now. And he came here and he came back to my studio and worked on it there. And then, like, it started to, like, you know, develop more. And then eventually I went out to L.A. And then we finished the song out there. And, we, and then it was funny because, like, we bounced the song down. They were like, yep, this is the mix. And we both agreed. And we spent like two days mixing it because we were just trying all this weird shit. And uh, when we finished it, he was like, okay, cool, let's put this out. And I was like, yeah, definitely. And he's like, cool. And then he got his people. It was like Saturday night. He got the people who run Spotify, like the president and like their main <laughs> other person who does like playlisting on the phone in the middle of the night on a Saturday. And the song was up the next day. And I was like, wow. okay. What? Yeah. Jesus Christ. As you do. You know, just president of Spotify on the phone. Yeah, Just, <laughs> just ring him up like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Tim's, Tim's Spotify. Oh, I've got a song yeah. coming out tomorrow. I want it to be massive. Make it massive. Yeah. I'm off. Boop. Yeah. That, wow. That more or less is what I was like. Yeah, they're like, well, you know, normally it takes four degrees. He's like, yeah, no, I, want, I need it out like this weekend though. And they're like, oh, and he's like, look, guys, I really need this to happen. And he like does this thing. He's like, guys, I really need this to happen. <laughs> it, it would make me so happy. And they're like, like, well, Sonny, okay. we do love you. <laughs> yes. Nice. And he did it. Yeah. And I was I'm like, holy shit. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess. Sunny is like the Spotify plugger now. I'm gonna have to get him to like <laughs> do all my new band stuff. I'm gonna have to be like, oh, I need you to pull some favors. All right. That's brilliant. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a mad story. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, but those. I think those two singles, like you know, the band put out kind of two years ago and stuff. Fans just seem to feel that that was such a 
a mixture of an old school vibe of the band uh, as well as like new influences uh, and stuff as well at that time was it just two like just writing little ideas and then became the singles or was there ever like a proper writing session for this rumored album that the internet loves to uh as has been speculating over the years yeah um well no we just we wrote make war Hmm. And that was the only idea. Like, that was literally the only thing. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> we put all our eggs in that one basket. And then um, after that, there's two other demos that are pretty fleshed out. But my mm-hmm. favorite thing to do lately is I like to go online and tell people that we made a whole album and <laughs> and just never reply again. <laughs> uh, it's you you were the one starting all the rumors yeah makes so sense like, 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 like the other day someone was posting about how they love one of our older records and i was like yeah that one used to be my favorite but now the new one we just recorded is and then I just never, <laughs> <laughs> so i just never say anything again i just leave it there <laughs> oh that's the, oh, it's the ultimate trolling I, like you can't can't beat that it's just like it's just fun you know and plus like all our fans are like you know they're like adults now i think they kind of get it Mm. you know that's my way of interacting like i'm not one of those like people that's gonna get on and like have some kind of like therapy session with you or anything i've never been that guy but i'll be the guy to have fun with you (laughs) nice i i noticed on your instagram still going with um world of warcraft still on the wow yep fair play it's probably been like a solid when did we tour together i think that was like 2010 10 years ago oh yeah but i've been playing since 2006 no i know yeah yeah you would um, yeah. well i uh, took a long break i just started playing again because this pandemic bullshit and i was like well i need something to pass the time and then i started yeah. playing and i was like oh i'm so good at this and this is still fun so started playing again i think i'm gonna start streaming because this is what people do now it sounds like fun just fucking around yeah. with people i can tell them all about the record that we didn't make <laughs> 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 yeah, really... you should. Yeah, you should. You should talk about like, oh, you want to hear this guest appearance? We had, um, yeah, we found this old like Kurt Cobain unused vocal <laughs> that's on the yeah. record, and just like uh-huh. build up loads of lies and loads of rumors. Oh yeah. yes, yeah. I love that. Two... Are we going to help? We're yeah. now helping. Yes, yeah. I mean, um, I, this I is can't believe thing. Tupac came back, you know, and did a verse. Everything. I mean, that's yeah. Well, yep. Sonny's got crazy connections, man, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he just phone, he can phone up the dead. He's got a he's got a special phone that nobody knows about. He can phone the dead. Unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. But speaking of uh, ten years since the two of you have uh, toured together, let's reminisce that a little bit. What was uh paint the picture, Sean. What 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 happened there and, and what was it what was it like, Matt? Um Basically, the blackout had got to a point where we could ask um, for support. So we ridiculously went, ha, let's try and get from first to last. They're bound to say no, but it's worth a try. <laughs> so we tried. And then they said yes. And we were like, shut up. Well, really? And they were like, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. So then we went back. And f- our management went back and forth. And I remember being super worried because we were, going to, we were sharing a bus. And... Our management had had an email from Matt's management saying, like, like I know management look out for everybody's best interest, but yeah. they said they said from first to last needed like 
whatever degree temperature it was to be exactly that at all times on the bus right <laughs> and we picked the bus up a day before they turned up and one of the fans was broke right in the roof and i was like they're not gonna like this they're not gonna like they're gonna turn up oh, they're gonna go they're gonna see that's broken and they're gonna go home straight away and it's gonna be dreadful and we're gonna have to cancel the tour and it ended up being one of my favorite tours of mm. all time yeah, we had Wait. a lot of fun. It was probably brilliant. too it, much fun. Arguably <laughs> too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not, yeah, make a change, though. It was nice. Um, yeah. And some of my favourite, to this day, the boys in the blackout still quote some things that Matt Manning said um, on that tour. <laughs> I'm sure. One, wa- one was um, Matt, Matt was super, super drunk um, off Jack Daniels, which is rare for anybody who knows Matt Manning. <laughs> and then um, he said the sentence, "Dudes, if you have the will to survive, you will survive." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That's such a tagline from a film. That's one of the greatest." If you have the will to survive, you will survive. That's He's saying that while drunk in his American flag tank top. I was like, is there anything more American than that? And then I remember the bus pulled up somewhere and I think he was snowing. (laughs) And I remember Matt Manning looking out the window of the bus going, guys, guys, come and have a look. And we had a look. (laughs) He goes, there's a guy with a fucking top hat. I didn't even know. I thought they were. I thought they weren't even real. It was amazing. (laughs) He couldn't get over. There was a guy. He thought British people didn't wear. Well. We don't. For the most part, nobody wears a top hat. That yeah. day, that night, Matt saw one and was blown away by it. Ah, oh, he had me in stitches. What a funny <laughs> man. Um, yeah, that was one of my favourite tours. I think that was one where we, like, we got on with you guys like uh, like house on fire. And, um, yeah, we were worried originally, but you all turned out to be absolute sweethearts. So thank you for that. Of course, yeah, that was really fun. I'm pretty sure someone's bed ended up on the roof of the bus on that tour. What? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, was that Brad? I don't know how, but it did. <laughs> yeah, I think that was Brad. I think Brad, our tour manager, or Pablo. No, did we have Pablo? Yeah. Oh, did. bloody Pablo. We could do a podcast <laughs> on just stories of oh, Pablo. I, I've heard, I've heard about Pablo. I've had the a pleasure of meeting him, but I've heard some stories about him. Oh, you, yeah, what a what a wild man. Um, yeah, that was such a good tour for us, and um, yeah, we had such a laugh. So thank you again. Um, of course, that was great. I had a wonderful time. Wonderful. When did, when when were you in the UK last? Oh, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, probably with drugs, I guess. Yeah, we played at um, Brixton or whatever. Hmm. Nice. And I was like, oh, I finally played here. And it was cool. I liked it. And then I think that's about it. We didn't really do much. We did a few UK days. We did the normal thing. With you guys, we played like two entire weeks. I, th- I feel like I've seen the entirety of the UK now because <laughs> of that tour. Like, we went everywhere. Yeah, we did. cool. Yeah. We played Exeter. Um, oh, I won't even go into it. Yeah, we, we literally tried. We tried to see every corner of Britain. Yeah. Um, Actually, I'm fairly positive that was there a point where we had two different bus drivers on that tour, or am I thinking of a different one? Because I remember when I was over there, one of the times we had two bus drivers because they were swapping out at some point or another. But one was from the north, and one was from the south, and they got into this enormous argument about 
which one's yeah. better and, yeah and it lasted all night all night yeah like we invented sewage no no of all the things you could have thought about invent we invented sewage <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> we invented shit flowing in a direction oh, oh and i was like yeah yeah definitely uh-huh <laughs> yeah, nice <laughs> guys yeah <laughs> With your tiny country, your insignificant yeah. country, uh, but yeah, um, I like I like Brixton though. There's that. There's like I don't know what all the dress rooms are like. I think I've only seen a few of them, but there's one of the window where like you see the line outside, and it yeah. really reminds me of like watching like a band on tour DVD from being a kid. Like where you look yeah. out the window and you're like, ah, and like, oh my god! And you shut the window yeah. really quick. You know, it's totally like ridiculous. Such a Beatles moment to just be like looking <laughs> yeah. out at everyone. Hmm. Hey, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's um, cool. Yeah, but mention things like that. Is there has there been a load of just surreal moments over over your career, just playing with all these different bands and projects you've been a part of that kind of really stick out to you? Oh God, I know it's kind of like this one, but um, I think probably there's a lot of like super say. surreal moments. But I think probably the biggest one was the night that Wes Borland came to the studio and decided he wanted to play bass on her record. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what a what a ridiculous sentence. Like, imagine being a kid. Like, ima- like this is this is what I do all the time now. Like, I think back and go, how did I? Uh, like, I'm from this crap town in South Wales called Merthyr Tydville. How did I end up? I don't know. Like on stage with Limp Bizkit. Like, I loved Limp Bizkit, and then all of a sudden, yeah. What we're friends? Huh? Yeah. What? Yeah. Like. Yep. Yeah. And then, yeah. How did that? How did that come about? Mm. Like, how did he? Did he? Well, yeah. He must have. He must have heard from first to last first, and then gone. I want in. Sort of. So what happened is, uh, we were making our second record, Heroin, with Ross Robinson, and they already had a relationship because ah, he did Three Dollar Bill, y'all. And I think that Wes lived with Ross for a while when he was going through a separation from like an earlier relationship, and they had just become good friends. But we had no bass player at that time. And Ross is like, well, I know who should do it. <laughs> That's why he kind of talks like me just a little bit. He's like, it's, it's Wes. And you're like, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm like, sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah of course. Spoiler to come play bass, yeah. I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. um, he did. And then we were already, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, wow, this is fucking crazy. So yeah, he showed up. And the first night to kind of break the ice, we all just had some drinks. We ended up getting hammered. And we decided we were in this like studio that had like a live like theater in it. And the two of us got on stage and we were just like drunk dual soloing with each other. And I got so hyped up that I just took my guitar and smashed it into the ground and broke it everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so that was cool. But yeah, I didn't, you know, he stayed in the band for like two years. So that's even crazier, really, if you think about it. Yeah, I remember seeing you guys playing, I think it was like Reading or Download maybe, and I think, um, yeah, Wes was there and I was just like, this mm-hmm. is ma- this is a band I love with somebody from another band I literally <laughs> adore. I, I was this, ah! And yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah. Um, he, was a, he was a good person to have around though. He was very like uh, motivating. You know, he's like, yeah. it's like having like a, like a, a legitimate, like, like gladiator from the movie 300 around you all the time oh well wow. like he's just such a go-getter man it's, it's fucking awesome like one yeah. time we had like these lightsabers that someone brought because people know i like star wars or whatever 
And I'm like, yeah, haha, let's play lightsabers. And he's like a trained swordsman. So he's like, okay. I'm just trying to mess around. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, has there been any other like ridiculous moment when, when you look back at it now hmm. and you do that thing where you think about being a child? Has there been any other ridiculous moments where you're like, how am I in this? How is this happening? Yes. How is this? I have a great one. I have a really good one. So not too long after we toured with you, maybe only a couple of years, we did a European tour of Kiss, which was, I already knew going into it that this would be nonstop ridiculous shit. Okay. And there is an hour of stories I could tell about how ridiculous that was. But <laughs> the funniest part of the whole thing was there was one day, and by the way, just to preface this a little bit, we weren't allowed to be within like 30 feet of them. Oh, really? So like when they were walking the stage, like everyone had to move away, like the parting of the seas kind of thing. Smart. And like wow. they put our dressing room on the opposite side of the arena every day. You know what I mean? It's just like always the separation. Yeah. So anyway, um, we were at this show and i we had been done playing for a while and i think kiss was maybe about to start and i was just kind of like walking to go get a drink or something and i saw um gene simmons and one of the other guys maybe ace really or whoever and tom morello and i'm like holy shit i love tom morello that's fucking amazing like to me i hold him in such a dear place in my heart i have so much respect for what I'm, for what he's done and everything and it's like holy shit you know i stopped in my tracks and then I watch as this person's like, hey, can I get a photo to Gene Simmons? And he goes, hey, Tom, take this for me. And I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is such this, the, the straight dismissiveness. Because in yeah. my mind, I'm like, Tom Morello is here. And Gene Simmons is like, There's not, I have to go lower than the camera. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. I don't care. Like, he's just like so weird entity. But I mean, God damn it. It was just so like, here, Tom, take this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, do you know what? If I ever meet Tom Morello, I'm going to get him to take a photo of me. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, Tom, oh, can I have a photo? Yeah, you take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That's amazing. I yeah, I love stuff like that. I saw um, I saw a girl at a festival once, and she went on to um, Sean Ryder from the band Happy Mondays. Um, mm-hmm. They're like a they're a massive indie band over here in the nineties, and he was on the phone at the time, and he went, "Yeah, okay." So let's pretend this kind of monster's my phone. Um, quick plug, and uh, <laughs> yeah. So the girl's like, "Oh, come a photo," and he's like, "Yeah, love, get in." So she gets in, but he's he's got the phone in his hand, and he literally stays on the phone, <laughs> right? So she's in there. You can't see her face, right? So uh-huh. the, there's a photo of this girl. You can't see any of her face, but you can see Sean Ryder on the phone just covering her. I was like, oh, that's the move. That's the move if anybody yeah. asks you for a photo. Cover their face. They won't ask you again. Genius. I, I love rock yeah, stars amazing. doing dumb shit. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, it's the best. There's not really many things better than that because they're like living on like this this cloud of like boosted confidence, you know, hmm. just walking around yeah. like every day. And then, you know, I think like we've all kind of been there in some degree or another, but it just kind of like exponentially rises like the farther yeah. up the ladder you get. And like when you get near the top, like the way people act, you're just like, holy shit. <laughs> you really need to remember like that you're a fucking person. And yeah. these other people are people too. It's really hilarious though. 
what I found with is that some of the biggest rock stars in the world are some of the most down-to-earth people. And then mm-hmm. sometimes you'll find the people in the smallest bands with hype are some of the biggest dickheads because they think they're about to be those rock stars. Yeah, um, I think it, I think it kind of like ties into um, the the factor of length, like how long it is that you've been in that position. I feel yeah. like it seems. I mean, this is like a generalization, but it seems like when you first uh, accept your new role of being famous. Okay. You know, there's like all kinds of things where you're like excited about it. And I think it's really easy to lose track of like um, some grounding realities. Uh, but then as like you become more um, acclimated to your position, I think it like leads to a better outlook in general. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. yeah. I'm with you on that. I think, um, yeah, over time, they, I think a lot of people just realize it's their job and it doesn't matter yeah. what the job is really. Mm-hmm. Um, but to what you said, I think most of the people that are genuinely famous have been in that position for a long time, and it's probably why they're all down to earth because, like, you know, they have a much better perspective at that yeah, point. Yeah, that's true. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, yeah, one thing I, w- I did want to talk about is you know, obviously you, we've mentioned you being a part of all these various bands and stuff in the past, but I think you're in a position now where a lot of music fans know you as either a producer or like, as a musician, and there's obviously a, a mixture of know you as both, but there is that kind of divide. How do you see yourself now? Do you, is there part of you that feel like you're more to, more towards one or the other, or just because your career is taking you to all these different places that you're kind of a, a combination of, of the two? I guess I just kind of see myself at this point as a musician okay. because I think that that's a pretty like an, I could see an umbrella position, you know, like I think mm. anything else that I do falls under that because, you know, I've been in like multiple bands and I've produced a bunch of records and everything. But at the end of the day, all those things still kind of come back to me being a musician. Mm. So I don't know it's weird. Like it's, it's a weird thing to try and like think of what your role is as far as how people perceive you in the world without feeling yeah. like a dickhead about it. Like, <laughs> you know? But I mean, I guess at this point, like I've been, I'm pretty embedded into like the rock music culture. Like, I mean, my, my hands have been, you know, entrenched into so many things that are like part of like what modern rock has been for so long. It's kind of like actually kind of, crazy to think about it and reflect on that um it's good yeah it's not like I, I never in my entire life would have guessed that my position is like you know like when you first make a band you're like oh i want to be famous and be in a big band and you're like okay that's such a limited scope kind of uh goal but now it's like oh i want to be um a motivating and like uh, influencing factor in rock music for the remainder of my adult life like that's a different that's a very different kind of goal right yeah. but and it's one that it. I, and, yeah. and you're doing it mm-hmm. and that's awesome yeah. that's fucking brilliant yeah like yeah think about it when you look back now in like or when anybody looks back in like 10 years or whatever they're gonna be like wow like 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 people will be like oh yeah from first to last and they'd be like didn't they have that fella who then recorded all those brilliant bands and then you're gonna be like Technically, how am I trying to say this? <laughs> you you are to the scene now what I think Ross Robinson was with Glassjaw, Limp Bizkit, Korn. Mm-hmm. Like, hmm. bring, bringing us those bands that went on to, you know, be some of the most influential bands of all time. I believe that's what you're doing right now. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I you know, I'd really love to, to think that that's the case for sure. 
I get to work with a lot of really talented people who are really motivated and like inspirational. And what one thing I love about producing, I mean, it is genuinely basically the only thing I do now. And it's made me such a better musician because I'm in a room with other people with ideas like every day of my life, mm. you know? And like, you are kind of like uh, the culmination of like who you're around. And I don't know. It's cool. Like I've learned so much. Like it's tiny. It's like small little things like at a time. But when you just like add them all up, I mean, it's like yeah. six, seven years now. It's, it's a lot of shit, you know, yeah. like my, my ability as a writer are so much crazier than they ever were before. Like I'll just sit there and write a song in like 20 minutes now, whereas before I was like, Oh my God, I have to write a song. Like this is crazy. <laughs> like, how am I even going to start this? You know, it's just such a different um, mental place to be in. And it's one that I'm really stoked about. Yeah. I'm sure because obviously you've lived in there and you've just you've worked every day on things that you don't really realize that until you have a process of just sitting down and have a chance to reflect. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that having the time to reflect is something that uh when you're when you're consistently pursuing something, you don't really ever get to do it. I remember the first time in my entire life I was able to reflect at all. Uh, as an adult was when we canceled war tour in 2006 because of Sonny's uh, vocals, his cords are damaged. And it was the first time we took a second to stop. And I was like, Whoa, we're getting pretty big, man. This is crazy. <laughs> like, I didn't even realize it. You know, I was just sitting there and I was like, damn, like we're on TV right now. That's fucked up. <laughs> it like, completely blew my mind. Because, like, you don't realize how hard your tunnel vision gets. Yeah. Like, every day you wake up and you're just doing what you're doing. And, like, you don't have any, like, view of the outside world at all anymore. Yeah. I think that's, um, yeah, I think that's prevalent in most bands, to be honest. And I think a lot of people, especially people listening to this, will, won't realize that, yeah, you don't... When you're going through it, you don't see it like they see it. Like, I didn't, like, whenever I looked at, like, say, magazine covers or whatever, and if the Blackout were on magazine covers, I'd be like, oh, because I'm not used to myself being here, or I ever think about being here, when I'd see a cover, I'd be like, oh, look, there's five of my friends. And I was like, that's awesome, that's five of my friends. And I'd be like, oh, the, the fat blonde one's me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah. Other time you don't. Other time you don't. You, like I never saw. I just saw it as like right. I got to do this. This is my job. I love it. I've got to mm -hmm. play these shows. This is never going to end. We're going to be doing Children of the Night till like ninety six <laughs> in pubs. I don't give a. I don't give a shit. It's going to do this forever. And then like when it stopped for me, that was that was when I was like. Oh, look all this crazy shit I did. And then yeah. you can't be... I, I then felt like I couldn't go online and be like, oh, I don't know whether you've realised <laughs> I did all this mad... I've done all this yeah. mad shit. And yeah. because then you look like one of those people who's like bragging about what you did. But then I have literally stopped and gone, I can't believe I did this. And now and again, I see videos, like someone will tag me in a video or whatever of the blackout and stuff, doing playing ridiculous-sized rooms or festivals. And I'm like... That feels like a different lifetime ago. How I did I how did I con people into believing I should be up there doing that? Oh, I did it though. And here we are today. Unbelievable. Yeah. Man, it, it, what a the different lifetime thing is so man, that rings so true. It's crazy. Like when I see the stuff from back in the day, I'm like, I could still imagine doing it, but it doesn't feel real anymore. Yeah. Like it feels like a dream because if I if I pretend that I did something, it doesn't feel any different than when I have a memory of doing it. 
Yeah. There's, there's nothing to latch it on to, like, for it being real. It's crazy. Like, I still remember walking out on stage to some of those huge shows we played and just being like, oh, my God. But I could imagine doing something similar and it would feel the same, you know? Mm. There's nothing to, like, differentiate it. Yeah, it's a weird one. <clears throat> yeah, when, you, when you're when you in it, you just don't realize. And then, yeah, sadly for me, I wish I did have, I wish I did have time to reflect, but kind of before it ended. Because mm-hmm. then I, I guess I would have made the most out of the end as well. Then, um, yeah. But, but yeah, looking back, looking back, and it's mental. Yeah, but I think a lot, a lot of people feel like that with with anything they're they're doing. They think you, no one really appreciates the 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 time they're living in until it's until it's over. So, I mean, Matt, for you recording all these bands, I mean, is there anything you do to kind of uh, like have a lasting memory of of that time you've worked with a with a band over a period of time? Um. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a little different now because, well, I mean, for one, you have so much more ways to document things mm-hmm. now than you did when we were before. I mean, you know, we had just gotten smartphones. Like, I think the first iPhone came out, like, right around the time or right before the time I even toured with Sean. And, like, you know, like, the, the level of, like, documentation of day-to-day activities now is, like, I mean, I don't know the actual metric, but I assume it's thousands of percent higher. And, oh, yeah. uh, so that helps a little bit but also um with the bands and stuff like i'm cultivating relationships with people and just about every band i've recorded i still talk to at least a few people in the band like pretty regularly so it kind of makes it like one of those things where it's just like you're extending your kind of like your social circle and uh the people remain in it so it's cool Mm -hmm. you know like you're just like adding to your friend group and people you confide in creatively and things like that yeah so it's it's kind of a different scenario it you know Hmm. And obviously, before all this, you've been uh, really busy on the producing side of things, working on new records of uh, Hollywood and Dead, Ask Alexandria, and of course, Hire the Hero. Um, what, mm-hmm. what was all those albums like uh, separately to work with? Work with? It was there plenty more stuff in, in the bag before, before lockdown came in? Yeah. Um, I mean, every single record is different. So like Hollywood and Dead, that got... That was one of those things where like I did production on a song for them and then they're like damn you killed this this is great and i was like oh thanks and then i just got a phone call like six months later and they're like hey we want you to make half our record and i was like oh okay and then i got there and then halfway through making half that record they're like hey we want you to make our whole record and i was like okay and then they're like hey we want to make a double disc record and i was like okay so you know, you're like, like whoa 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 this is yeah. quadrupled in one yeah. in one chat this has yeah. gone four times as much work that's yeah, crazy but it was great i made 18 or 19 songs with those guys and uh they're all good and <laughs> they're all different but yeah and they were managed by the madden brothers at the time benji and joel and they have their own studio in burbank so i made that record there and then you know i did a good job and benji was really stoked and then you know like a few months later he called me up and said hey man like i had this record uh i think you would kill it i think you're the guy and i asked what it was and he said oh it's anti-flag and that I was just like, wow. Jesus, that what? blew my mind so hard. <laughs> so yeah, I, I came back to LA and I recorded the new anti-flag record that just oh, wow. came out a awesome. few months ago. Wow. And uh, now those guys are great friends of mine too. I still talk to Chris, the bass player, like really often actually. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if I made their next record too, honestly. Awesome. We've already been talking nice. about songs and stuff, but yeah, like every relationship kind of leads to another one. And with asking, like um, I saw Ben at a party 
And he was like, we were looking for something different. And I was like, I love different. I hate <laughs> the same regurgitated shit. So we made their last record, the red one with the thing on the front. Mm. And, uh, and it just did so well. I mean, the album we looked yesterday on Spotify, the album has 168 million streams on Spotify. And we we're like, oh. well, that's pretty good. Is that all? <laughs> yeah. Is that all? Oh, yeah. only, only 168. Yeah, only yeah. 168 million plays. Oh, poor buggers. Yeah, and they uh, had a, uh, they had a song that went number three. Um, one of the singles we did, "Alone in a Room," went number three on FM radio in America. Um, wow! It was the number one song on this Music Choice Network thing that we have here, and it was one of the top songs of the decade on Sirius XM uh, Octane, which is a huge rock station on yeah. our satellite radio. So That's it was insane. Not bad then. Yeah, not, congratulations. Not bad all around. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Wow. Yeah, yeah congratulations. So, anyway, um, I, I, I would hope that this is obvious, but they were like, hey, we should make another record. <laughs> 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 and I was like, yeah, yeah. So we started that like two years ago. Um, and we wrote music over the course of about two years um and the song actually their new album which comes out on friday has 15 songs on it but i think there's like seven more songs that we didn't even use we wrote so many songs and you know it's funny because they keep putting out singles and the first one it was like this level of criticism i wasn't expecting and then another one and it's like they're like oh i did another one and they're still like oh but then we just put out another one and now everyone's like this is amazing I'm starting to see the bigger picture here. And I was thinking yesterday when I was talking to Ben about this, um, the guitar player, and I was like, man, you know, like when you see a preview of a movie, you see bits and pieces of the movie that explain the, the overall point of this movie, right? And when you make an album, in a lot of cases, you're telling a story with the music because unless you're boring as fuck, you're not going to make 12 of the exact same song, right? So yeah. in our case, we made 15 songs that are all pretty fucking eclectic. But when you put them together, they tell this really great story. You know, it shows all the band's influences. It tells a story of who they are as people now, where they are mentally in their lives and everything. You know, like there's, it's just such a bigger picture. So to put out like one tiny excerpt of that at a time, it's so misleading to the fan base. And I think that's kind of like um, potentially like uh, an issue that might need to be thought about and solved in the future as far as like mm. how things are presented to fans the way that they are. And it's not just them. I see it with fans all the time. Um, I Even with uh, like Bringing the Horizon, when they put out Best of Spirit, they put out like Happy Song first. I remember seeing all these people being like, oh my God, you guys are just a butt rock band now. And then you hear the record, like this isn't a butt rock record at all. You know what I mean? At all. There's like literally, it's like a very eclectic record. There's all kinds of different styles and vibes on it. But like, you know, that small little, you know, blurb, it just gives people the wrong idea. Like for some reason, everyone just wants to assume and granted, we are talking about music fans here, so it's like a battle you'll never win. But <laughs> I just think maybe maybe there's ways to like you know rethink the way it's presented because I think a lot of people don't really understand that there might be a bigger picture in play, and they just want to take everything at face value, like right then and there. So I don't know. Yeah. It's just a thought, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Is that? Do you think that's to do <clears throat> with like? Um attention spans being shorter maybe like they want they just want that 
quick hit. Like, say, for asking Alexandria now, they're just like, right, I want ask Alexandria what I remember just then. That's it. Like, uh, like I'm not going to give anything else a chance. Yeah, it, that could be a factor at play. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. I don't know if it's that as much as it, it's just people being um, in general. They seem, it seems like the overall vibe right now is everyone is more reactionary. Yeah. Um, in general yeah and i can't yeah. say that's like like it's anything you can blame on anyone in particular i think that we are being kind of indoctrinated to being that way through like the way our news works and everything like everything is based off of reactions hmm. i mean yeah. there's even reaction videos you know what i mean like everything <laughs> is like reaction how do i get people to react to this because when they react to it i make money you know, yeah. like the, yeah. whoever's on the other side of the content makes money from the reaction. So, like, we're being programmed yeah. to be reactionary. Yeah. It's just how it is. It's it's unfortunate because I really don't think it's like a positive thing at all. What was some of the criticism you weren't expecting, and why do you think that is? Is that just because it was a different vibe? Yeah, it was just like the um, I don't know. It's just like the way that they were hearing it was not the way that we were hearing it, or the intention that we had making it. And I think that's just because we all know what the whole story is, you know? Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, no one else does yet. But mm. as they do, I think it will change. Because one thing that I know is that, like, um, so far, all the press they've been doing, people who have the whole record are like, this is fantastic. Like, I can't believe how good this is. You guys outdid yourselves. This is crazy. You know? And, like, since those two things have such a disconnect, I, I have to assume it has something to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if the, if the songs weren't also different, I don't think I would have seen that. But because they are, I think it has a big um, part to play. Yeah, but as you said, I think people just judge things straight away off uh, off like milliseconds of stuff, and then just uh, voice their opinion instead of waiting for the for the body of work to come out and then uh, reflect on that. Really, so right, right, yeah. Because I mean, dude, I know for sure that the way that. I hear a song when it's the only song to hear versus the way I hear a song when it's sandwiched around mm. a bunch of other songs. Yeah, it exactly. does actually change. Like, there's mm. no denying it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. So that's, that's my random thought of the day for you guys. <laughs> oh, we love, a, <laughs> we love a random thought on this. It's uh, more than welcome. Um, yeah. Yeah. And obviously, I you know you've said that it's been a, a wild time in uh, in isolation for you so far. But it, when everything is done, is there kind of plans for other artists you're going to be working with now, or you know, is there things you're working on on the side? Or what what else can we expect from the workings of Matt Good? Um, I have a lot of things that are lining up either being talked about that will come to fruition soon or mm -hmm. things that are already starting to happen. But I don't really know if I can even talk about any of them yet, Ooh. unfortunately. But there's some pretty pretty wild ones in there, so I'm kind of I'm excited nice. to see what happens here. Yeah, so are we. Nice. I'm, I'm excited for you. Mm. Um, if you could, yeah, if you could produce anyone's next record, who would it be? Man, people always ask me this. It's such a hard <laughs> question to answer, but... I think there's two factors here. One is like how big of a fan I am, which is yeah. going to be a positive or a negative. Because <laughs> I would hate if I went in expecting something, didn't get it, and then that like skewed my point of view. But um, yeah. and then there's like as people, like if they weren't cool or something, how disappointing that would be. <laughs> 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 um, 
But I don't know. It would probably be a tie between Deftones and Slipknot. Oh, well, okay. Do you know what? I, I was just, when you said then about it not turning out, I was going to go, I was going to say, oh, imagine doing Slipknot and it ends up being like an acoustic record. <laughs> like, oh, no! <laughs> That's not what I wanted. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah, oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, Ooh. Matt Good and Slipknot together. Oh, the Deftones one sounds good. That would, uh, that'd be a good oh, combination. All of them. Yeah. Oh, we, yeah, we need to make this up. The thing with Deftones, yeah, the thing with Deftones, I think I could bring to the table is just like all the cool ambient programming stuff that I put in my productions. I think it, mm-hmm. that would be. I mean, they already kind of hinted at that anyway, pretty pretty well. Yeah, I think I would just take that to the mm. next level or the next 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 level. Just like really go yeah. for it. Well, if, uh, um, if if Chino's listening, as he does every week, obviously, oh, um, he's, he can't get enough. He can't get enough of this podcast. Apparently, Chino, <laughs> he fucking loves it. Chino, I know you're listening, right? Stop emailing me. You will eventually be allowed on the show. I, I'll just we'll work it out. Yeah, Stop sometime, emailing me. Sometime, you know. Um, uh, is there anybody that you've? <laughs> yeah, he, hasn't, yeah. he hasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't done enough, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> Uh, is there anyone that you've produced that we might not know about that you think is worth Ooh. our listeners checking out? Um, let's see. Not anyone that I've produced recently, but I did mix a record for a band called Dragged Under that are starting to pick up some steam, and I think that they're really cool. So if you want to check them out, they're kind of like um, yeah. they're kind of like a hardcore version of some 41 or something i don't know how nice. to explain it it's, nice. yeah it's cool you know it's, it's like i guess it's sort of like bear tooth in the sense that like it feels very aggressive and it is heavy but it's not like metal heavy it's just yeah. like really aggressive and but it's still catchy and poppy and stuff um but they're nice i don't know they, they have some really great stuff and i love the guys as people and they just actually got signed and um we're working on more stuff and nice. they're great guys cool nice I'll check them out so yeah. done to that yeah, yep. check them out after this. Yeah, awesome. um, yeah, good. Yeah, and yeah, and is there any uh, any final thoughts uh, you, you have before before we let you go? Um, you know, I have a lot of thoughts. Oh, go on, share, um, share some. I, I was, we love we love random not, thoughts. Well, I, do. I thought Morgan was say, I thought Morgan was saying that. that have you got any final thoughts? <laughs> like he was going to kill you. I was no. like, how is he get, what, what? Don't kill him. I don't I don't know how we could do that, but no, that's not what I meant. Yeah, I don't know. Where can people? Get in touch with you just at Matt Good on socials. Yeah, along with zeros. I'm the zero mm. one. The, the the other one's the Canadian one. Uh, mm. yeah. Matt, ba- Matt Matt Bad, I call it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I should just change. I should change on my socials to be Matt Bad because he he is kind of like a goody guy, you know. He's like he's like a Dave uh. Matthews band Canadian guy. Oh, I could be Matt Bad. I could do that. It's not, oh, it's not a bad wrestling name. So if you ever wanted yeah. to go down that route, I mean. Yeah, that's true. I Here mean, yeah. I'd have to practice a lot because <laughs> I, I have zero right now. I'm at zero out of 100 with wrestling skills. <laughs> oh, awesome. But yeah. yeah well, well, thank you. Thank you so much for doing yeah, this. Thank honestly, you for giving us the time. Yeah, honestly, it's been a pleasure. So thanks so much. And yeah, it's just been great to hear like your the insight about everything you do. So awesome. Well, thanks yeah, for having me, guys. I hope you have a fantastic no. evening there in the UK. Hey, you, I, I hope you have a great day. <laughs> thank I know you. it's morning there. It's and, just um, starting. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's cheers, an man. absolute pleasure to see you. Um, I miss you. I genuinely miss you. Aww. I miss and, you too, um, buddy. 
and I hope we get to Future. see each other soon. So yeah, um, just, uh, send send me a uh, message whenever you're bored. It was fun. I liked it. Later, guys. Bye. Quality. That was awesome. Sat. Oh. Yes, awesome. I don't know why. Again, words have escaped me because Matt Good was such an amazing guest on episode 77 of Sapping Podcast. Do you know what? I was expecting to run out of words and say Matt Good was good guest. <laughs> That's what I was expecting then. But I was expecting a right brain fart. But no, as you said, he was fantastic. He's a lovely human. He's one of the softest souls I've ever met in my life. Um, there's nothing negative about that. Um, yeah, what a human. When I first met him, I was expecting him to be a bit of a diva, but yeah, couldn't have got on. I don't know if I've got on with anyone as quick as I got on with Matt when we were first touring. Oh, really? Um, literally from day one, we were just on fire. We were just hanging out. Yeah, there's photos on my MySpace. Remember that? <laughs> no, nobody knows what MySpace is. MySpace used to be a photo where people would be... Um, who would put photos up and bands, uh, uh, their band music and all that bollocks. And... Um, yeah, we really, really broke down. So um, it was super good to see him again, and I hope I don't get. This, I hope it's not too long till I see him again. Yeah, I just loved getting the whole insight into everything from first to last, and this is producing work, and he's just a great musical mind. So yeah, thankful so much to him for taking time to to come on, and of course, the newest of projects, that new Ask an Alexandra record, drops today. So go and give oh, that a bash as well. Nice. Have a listen. See if you can hear Matt's voice on it I wonder if he is he probably is oh sneaky and also for anyone who's who was screaming during that conversation when we brought up Hollywood and Dead um, I, I can't everybody that mentions Hollywood and Dead I can't bring it up I can't constantly bring it up um, that we had a bit of a tiff go back and listen to the other podcasts if you want to find out more about that but yeah fair play to Matt he's gone on from being a guitarist and a vocalist to be in a, the cornerstone, mm. one of the cornerstones of our scene now. So, yeah. well done, Matt. Um, I always knew you were special, um, <laughs> but now it's, but now I think it's there for all to see. Yes, and I really hope that uh, eventually, when all this mad lockdown fiasco and festivals getting cancelled and all that stops, that maybe from first to last we'll do a couple of shows. I'd love to see that, and I think a lot of people would as well. So, fingers crossed, eh? Yes, and I definitely know we should open that those shows. Who would that be, Sean? Um, Merthyr Tidville Rockers. Oh, no, there's only one person from Merthyr Tidville in the band. South Wales Rockers, Raiders. Raiders? Are they the yeah, ones with the track Wasting Away? Wasting Away, that's available now on Apple Music, Spotify, and wherever you stream your music pleasures. Yeah, both versions, uh, Wasting Away and the German version, which you mentioned, Wasting Away. Um, are both available now, you maniac. <laughs> oh, that didn't go. Oh, good. Oh, good. So, and is, there, is there a way where people can keep up to date with all of that band? Yeah, go to twitter.com forward slash Raiders Band UK um, on Insta- yeah, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And yeah, if you're searching for it on Spotify, Raiders UK. Because some nice. bangers nicked it a week before we put the song, before we put Waste in a V, um, <laughs> the German mix up. Yeah. Um, That's my remix. Somebody already yeah. nicked the name. So, yeah. Um, yeah, check out Raiders Band UK where you can. Thank you. There you go. Nice plug for your band there. Uh, while we're plugging social media things as well, of course, if you've enjoyed this episode or if you haven't, let us know at Satin Pod on Twitter and Instagram. But we hope you have. <laughs> 
Yeah, please let us know if you haven't enjoyed it. <laughs> that, Joe, that would probably cheer me up. No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. love seeing. I love seeing when people say I've enjoyed this episode or I've just checked this out for the first time. I love that. Mm. But I think I'd also quite enjoy it if somebody actually actually did it. So um, swings and roundabouts to me, yeah. but yes. But at Sapman Pod on Twitter and Instagram, give us a follow and hey, give us a lovely rating, review, like, subscribe, and all that malarkey as well. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, please do. It all helps us. Yes, and speaking of helping us, nothing more would put a smile on our face than becoming. A- Sean's laughing because he knows he doesn't know where words are going to go. But nothing more would bring us happiness than joining our lovely Patreon community at patreon.com forward slash sapnin. Oh, I was waiting for you to cock out right up and yes. Um, yeah, as Morgan said, check out our Patreon. I know we mention every week. I'm sorry about that. Um, but it really does help the show and um, us to survive and make these episodes. So thank you very much to everybody that's already a Patreon member. We have some of the elite members of our Patreon crew that we need to thank. Uh, which will be read out this week by Morgan the Great Reader Richards. Ha ha! Unfortunately, my reading skills aren't up to scratch this week. So oh, I was going to say, why, why didn't you just do an impression of me? Okay. So you just go, um, right then, well, you've got to get into the character, don't you? So if you just do a cough and then you'll just start talking <laughs> and, then, and then we'll see how good your uh, impression okay, is. Okay, right, let's give it a go, ready? Yeah. <clears throat> Right then, special thanks to Mayumi Lewaway, Kylie All Tired and Ready to Day Drink Wheeler, Mitch Perry, Bert, Amy Chilvers, Janelle Send Me Dumb Things for Sean to Read Out, Caston, Amadine Urbano, Emma Barber, Dana Lasnava, Samantha Spray, Somebody Called 911, Shani Fire Burning on the Dance Floor, Whoa, I love Shani's ones. Kelly, Mrs. Human, Contact Young, Nathan Crawshaw, Dilly, My Milkshake Brings All the Boys to the Yard, Grimwood, Michael Engler, Kelly Ewan, Drew, Diddy, Diddy, Dum, Diddy, Do Styles, Tom Owen, that's new Patreon, Tom Owen, thanks for joining, brother, Kate Puttock, Simon Amos, Amy the Maxin Dancing Campion, Kate Stevenson, Jenny, Mo Diddly, Widdly, Dick, Munster, El Secret Not Santa, Douglas, Emily Senegals, Lucy Diaz, James Oakley, Martina McManus, John and Emma, Erin Howard, Becky, can someone make Paul buy me a goat, please, my Oko? I love they're using it to get stuff up on each other. Louis Cook, no hanky-panky, just hanky-wanky. Nice one, Kieran. No hanky-panky, just hanky-wanky. Sarah Stewart, Marcy Jacobson, Mike Cunningham, Jamie O'Jamie, Sandra Kuchachik. Kuchachuk. She told me I had it wrong, so we'd say, you know, Kuch... Catch a chick, I'm gonna go with catch a chick. Sandra, catch a chick. I gotta stop saying it. Patrick Whitfield, Newbury, Roger Todger, Scott Jones, Livy Cropper, Lydia Henderson, James McNaught, Amy Thomas, Tallulah Grant, Samuel Griffith, Stuart McNaught, Jenny Robinson, Paul, I ain't afraid of no goats. Urshfield. Nice. Tony Michael, Sarah James, Kelly Cannon, Ollie Amesbury, Kelly, not that Kelly, or that Kelly, or even the other Kelly Mallory. Oh, wow, <laughs> that's the best one. Save the best till last. Thanks, Kelly. That's hilarious. Kelly, not that Kelly, or that Kelly, or even the other Kelly. Mallory. Nice one. Thank you to all of those people and all of the other Patreons. You are absolute superstars, and um, we appreciate you and your love and support and love and support for each other so so much thank you we love you <sighs> see I thought my impression there was spot on I even got my laughs in it as well 
I didn't even interrupt. I was so flabbergasted. I was like, that sounds like me. Fair play to you. Thanks for being practicing. Don't ask yeah. me to do Arnie, though, because... That's, oh, no, that's I can't do that either. <laughs> yes, um, but thank you so much to everyone involved with our Patreon. As Sean said, yeah, we go on about it a lot, but it literally does mean the world to us. So please go and check it out if you can. Everything that goes into it goes back into making the podcast bigger and better than before, uh, especially with things like equipment and all that malarkey. So yes, patreon.com forward slash Sapnin, and we will show you all of our love as well as the other Patreons. Yeah, and there's also loads of behind-the-scenes bonus content on the Patreon as well, where we put up um, other chats that we've done some videos of us being around and about yeah. behind the scenes photos with bands as well so yeah check it out patreon.com let's stop talking about that right now okay fine um, we do need though a word of the week um, ah. so that all these lovely listeners can let us know that they have uh, reached this part of the episode and put it in all their Instagram stories tweet about it Facebook Snapchat I don't know tick- can you TikTok it if you can Go for it. Um, I don't have a word of the week, sadly, Sean. Do you? No. Um, I've just thought about somebody doing a TikTok dance to one of our episodes. That would be good, I think. Or terrible. Probably terrible. What a stupid idea. Have a bash. Um, Let us know. Word of the week. Tell you what we'll do. Hashtag Matt Bad. Nice. Thank you. Thanks, Morg. Hashtag Matt Bad. Put all that in your Instagram stories and malarkey. And send it to... Everyone you know, if you love him, if you hate him, if you if you haven't talked to someone in like four and a half years, then send it to him and be like, hey, I know it's been a while. I'm very sorry, but your ears will enjoy this. That's very, very good. Um, good suggestion, Mark. I like it. Nice. I'm um, full of them. I'm full of them. Yeah, it's a good icebreaker. Oh, check out these knobheads. Yeah. Do you like well, these knobheads? Oh, the one, like can't, this shit? the one can't spell or talk. And then the other one uh, is just... Well, he's just going off on his own, isn't he? He's going off on his own, and he's uh, sounds like he's got a mouthful of marbles at all times. So, oh. overall, this really looking back on it, we've done seventy-seven episodes. This isn't the medium for us. <laughs> <laughs> we should be doing mime or something. We shouldn't be allowed to be talking as professionals. I've enjoyed. Um, I'm enjoying it though. Um, I oh no, I'm enjoying it. I'm yeah, I'm enjoying it. But Jesus Christ, it's not uh, unbelievable. Oh, anyway, anyway, any, anything else you'd like to mention, Sean? While you have this uh, time and platform no, with people? Uh, oh yeah, uh, uh, sad to hear the Red and Leeds isn't happening this oh, year. Yeah, uh, other than that, it's crazy. Hmm. Yeah, so we've gone from two months to being like, oh yeah, come see us perform at Two Thousand Trees, to now being like, oh, Red and Leeds is cancelled. So. Um, yeah everybody out there stay safe if you're having a tough time you need someone to talk to get in touch with us and hopefully we can have a chat Um, and yeah thanks to everybody who I've chatted to lately who's been really cool and been really nice and helped me out and um, yeah, everybody try and stay safe. Stay at home where possible. Yes. For God's sake. Yes, please do. I know it's a tough time for everyone, like especially mentally and everything like that. But just try and keep strong. Look after yourselves. Wash your hands. Have a smile on your face. And just know that all of this will pass eventually. Let's hope anyway. This too shall pass. That one. Yes, cool. Right then, let's stop this right now. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. I don't think I've got anything else to say. Oh, my, so, my, my Instagram and Twitter is at mhrichards oh, underscore. Just put that in there. Fuck's sake. Fuck's sake. Because yeah. I've had to advertise the, va- the band. He has to get it in. I don't have a band um, here. Oh, right, just cool. I got selfies. 
He's definitely got <laughs> selfies. If you want fucking selfies of Morgan's head, you want to check out his Instagram. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, cool. Sapnin! Sapnin! Selfies galore. Woof! You're listening to Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.